Thanks to Corsa for supporting another mother runner and for making cute, innovative running clothes. Corsa is dedicated to delivering original performance-driven apparel designed for runners by runners. Get $20 off your order at roadrunnersports.com slash AMR. Welcome to AMR Answers. This is Sarah Bowen Shea. And this is Dimity McDowell checking in uh, at the end of February. Yes, yes. So, Dim, I had a fun experience last Thursday morning. I went swimming, which is always a cause for celebration here where everything's locked down except for the pool that you now have to sign, bring a signed waiver every single time you swim. Um, Wow. Yeah, that says you haven't shown any COVID symptoms in the last 16 weeks. 16? Yeah, oh I, of course, didn't read any of the print. I just was like, yeah, just show me where to sign. <laughs> just show me the pool. Show me the link. <laughs> and, uh, and Trisha, my my running buddy, was there. And she goes, I can't believe it. They 16 weeks. I'm like, what are you talking about? She's like, that thing you just signed. I'm like, huh? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah. So anyway, but I had not just Trisha there, but Daphne, my 15-year-old daughter, went with me so that she could swim and we each had our own lane wow and yes because i'm not sure you knew this dim but daphne was on her school's swim team um this year where all they did was dry land training (laughs) all right well that's a good start right via via zoom okay um and then and then it was only three days a week and then one day a week it conflicted um with her online therapy so i'm like you know you can switch to the therapy she's like no i'm like okay (laughs) so uh so anyway so um she did not have a swimsuit so she used one of my old swimsuits and got some goggles from uh jack and then her dad jack and then um she just pulled her hair back into a ponytail but since then we have gone and bought a uh, speedo swimsuit for her and got her a swim cap very nice yeah and so it just you know it's swimming so funny dim you know you and i have gone swimming a couple times together and you know it's not like you talk to the person really while they're swimming Uh, and but yet don't you find that when you are at the pool with someone you feel you. It feels different than when there's there's you don't know the people in the lanes next to you. Like there's like almost like this telepathic waves that go out. Yeah. Oh, for sure. No, it's fun. And 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 on those off chance on those on those random times where you do end up, you know, stopping at the same time at the same end of the pool and have mm-hmm. a little you know chat or something. That's nice too. But yeah, no, there's definitely something for to be said for having you know a friend acquaintance person yeah. in the next lane. Yeah, yeah. So and it reminded me, I felt like um, uh, tradition was was going on, you know, because when my dad was alive, and he was an avid swimmer. And so when I would be visiting either home from college, or well, I guess I wasn't a swimmer in college. So what am I talking about? Like when I would come home from when I lived in Boston or in San Francisco or something, and we would go swimming and just being there next and seeing a family member being there. And um so hopefully I swim better than my father. And <laughs> well, you put your head in the water because if yes. you do, then you're winning. Yes, yes. And uh, so anyway, but gosh, uh, at one point you'd like this. Um, I saw Daphne holding um, the um, the side of the pool with both arms behind her. And I'm like, wow, she looks like she's about to start doing the butterfly. Yes, ma'am. That's what she started trying to do. And, and you have to remember that, that my kids are all self-taught with swimming. They've never had swim lessons 
Like nothing. So this is just her being. Wow, good for her. She went for it. A little yeah. flail. Did she, she? Did she? Oh, she maybe made it. You know, I don't know, a fourth of the way down the with even just getting the arms out of the water. I, That's I okay. I couldn't see past that, but uh, yeah. So anyway, so um, yeah, and then on the way back from the swimsuit. Um, store. I don't know what do you call a swimsuit store. Um, the swim store, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that uh, uh, I said, oh, you know, I learned how to swim by reading a book. And oh, I wish I had that book. And then I said, oh, and there was this guy, Terry Laughlin, who had these really great total immersion swimming videos. I'm like, he's no longer living, but I bet his videos are still up. So I was kind of subtly suggesting that maybe that's what she did. So, so she went home and watched them all and took notes, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> no, that's awesome. I'm so glad you guys did that. That's really cool. I mean, yeah. it's, it's, I, both my kids are swimmers, but I've never swam with them. They would not want to swim wow. with me. Wow. That's amazing. Oh, yeah. Well, because they, you know, they've been in, on a summer swim team or, you know, Amelia's wrapping up her senior year at high school right now. You know, they, um, she is lucky enough to be, she goes to hybrid school right now. So, um, two days a week and then they um they've shortened all the sports seasons to like mm-hmm. it's like a b c and d and they're all mm-hmm. like six weeks long they're just you yep. know zooming through them so so amelia's uh i don't know i mean she's just kind of having fun with it it's not really you know volleyball is her her main jam so um and her shoulders hurt sometimes from swimming so she just kind of does what she wants but they have this coach i just have to share this in case anybody because he's been there forever um coach richmond is his name i don't know i can't think of his first name but <laughs> the best part about Swimming at Arapahoe is um, they have dress up days before every meet. Uh-huh. So um, so usually like this week, it's um, because it's senior day on Thursday. They have a meet on Thursday. They're supposed to dress like a senior citizen. She's like really <laughs> mad that I don't have like a cane or like an Argyle sweater. I'm like, sorry, I'm not there yet. But anyway, um, but they have a dress like Richmond Day, which is hilarious. Richmond is like your classical like endurance athlete. So like, you know rides his bike to practice, you know, um, doesn't, you know, I'm going to probably get emails for this, but doesn't really care what he looks like, right? He's like, you know, in his 60s, probably, you know, late 60s is my guess. And, you know, he's just, he always wears jeans and a t-shirt and Birkenstock. So dressed like Richmond Day is just, it's just very funny. So anyway, that's, that's what I have to say about swimming, but it's been good for her. I mean, they're doing virtual meets. um, Uh So that's interesting, you know, because there's no, but you know, it's, the thing about it is, is Daphne, when she gets to go there, she, uh, when she gets to compete for her school, like uh-huh. there is something about high school swimming that does not present in, um, in like club swimming or summer swimming. Like it is a team, like unlike my, my good friend, uh, and then we'll stop talking about this. I promise <laughs> we'll talk about running, but my good friend, Corey has a daughter who just joined a diving team in a similar high school, not, not Arapahoe, but she just said she's never had teammates like this. She's never mm-hmm. had an atmosphere like this. Like Daphne will have that. And mm-hmm. the thing that actually made me start thinking about high school swimming is there are so many kids on the JV team that learned how to swim in ninth grade, right? They have oh, a, yeah. So, they have, so Daphne's not alone in, I mean, no. she, she, she can get from one end of the pool to the other, but it's not pretty. Yeah, no. I mean, and that's what's, I mean, I think that's so cool. Every school is going to be different, right? And it might be very different in Portland. But I'm just saying, like, the JV team is just as fun and just as rock solid as the varsity team. But it's just a bunch of girls that, like, they're learning how to do flip turns. They're learning how to, Mm -hmm. you know, do the butterfly and stuff. But they have... And they did, it's it's really cool. They have as many meets. They have as much fun. They have as much spirit, respect. Oh, I really, I really um, oh, I embrace awesome. it for that. Yeah, it's, it's not because it's not like basketball or volleyball where you can only have, 
you know, 12 or 14 kids on yeah, the team. A, like, yeah, it's a no-cut sport, yeah. Yeah, it's awesome. Good. I'm excited for her. Oh, good, good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the school's pool is outdoors, so I don't know where they swim when kill <laughs> times return to us. Uh, but, but yeah, and it's also, it's um, a long drive there. So, I, you know, if she ever looked up from her phone, we could talk in the car a little bit, so. Anyway, there you go. Yeah, nice. well, she's watching those videos on her phone. So, right, you know. right. Shh, Mom, it's Terry Laughlin. Come on. Uh, <laughs> okay, well, let's start off with Jana, who has a question about laundry. Hey, ladies, this is Jana from Oakland, Tennessee. I am a Mini Happy Miles OG, and I have a question that maybe you guys could help me with. Um, outerwear. How often do you wash it? So I'm specifically talking about like jackets, um, gloves, headbands, like maybe fleece headbands, things like that that you wear every day. They don't really get dirty and you've got something underneath them. So that's really getting all the sweat, I guess. Um, do you wash them once a week? Do you wash them more often? Um, I would love to hear what you guys think. Have a great day. Bye. Jenna, you are an OG Many Happy Miles. Thank you for being part of our program from the beginning. You've been awesome, and uh, I'm glad you called in with a question. Yeah, yeah. So, all right, Jana, this is something I've been pondering a lot this winter because, you know, I have nothing better to think about than laundry. But, um, And we'd actually put this question on our to our Facebook audience before hearing the message, so I'm obviously psychic as well. And I was just amazed at the gamut of responses. Did I mention this this morning on our weekly status call? Like that I've decided that I'm in the, the minority about laundry, but I'm just going to read a couple of the comments that, from our Facebook thing. They said, um, there's Rachel who wrote, gloves go in every time, just like my sports bra and sock. I often use my gloves as a tissue during run so it gets gross. My headband will get two to three wears before I wash it. Um, Joni said, hat as needed per nose test, gloves when I think about it, buff and everything that touches skin after every run. And she says that she washes her jacket occasionally. Um, and then she says, rain jacket almost never because it's not terribly waterproof. And after a couple miles in good rain, it's soaked and has washed itself. Yeah, um, I like that efficiency. Good job, Joni. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and I'll read two more. Um, there's Amanda who says she washes things, every, her accessories and stuff, every time they get used with the exception of um, like a running belt. She says that her wife insists on... Um, doing laundry every day and oh on doing all of those items. So, I mean, I think that's part of it. If you did laundry every day, then you could, because otherwise I'd be like, yeah, I put those in the laundry after my Sunday run and it's Friday and they're still down there. Sure. Um, and then, um, yeah, and Holly was very similar in that people who, you know, um, if they wipe their nose on something, they'll wash it. Um, and depending on how heavy they sweat, but yeah, so... There you go. I mean, that's kind of what I do and did when I was running a lot. And even now when I'm cycling, um, you know, definitely the nose situation. That's the biggest thing. <laughs> the, the, the worst thing to do is not wash the gloves and then pull them out again. And you're like, oh, everything else is clean. And I've got these like, you know, mucus covered gloves right now. That is just <laughs> disgusting. So, um, so remembering to do that, um, hats, I mean, it just depends. It's really the sniff test, right. Um, and, and how badly you sweat. Mm -hmm. Um, my jackets are, I mean, I have one jacket that tends to hold on to, you know, the pit odor more than others. So I'll wash that one a little bit more, but, um, 
Yeah, I mean, you can definitely, I mean, basically, like, I think a good rule of thumb, and I'm just making this up off the top of my head, but like, yes. you know, if you have a couple layers on, like, and you come in the house and you take off the top layer, like, generally, you're probably not going to have to wash that one. But mm-hmm. like, if you still have the other ones on and you like, you know, put them on, you know, you take a shower and you're like, see the, I mean, I'm thinking of like the blue stocking jacket that I used to wear a lot. Like, I mm. washed that a lot because it was mm. often very, um, you know, because I would wear something else over it or it would just kind of, I don't know, take the brunt of the sweat. Huh. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I just, I just, I don't know. I it, it, Like, <laughs> I swear, I didn't realize that people wash running hats. Like, I, I run in a baseball style running hat every single time I run. I sweat profusely. It, I didn't realize that you could wash that type of hat. So... Until somebody mentioned it on our Facebook page, I'm like, what? You can wash a Boko hat? <laughs> oh, my gosh, Sarah. I mean, I, haven't yours just been like, I mean, my, I, mine used to get just like laced with white sweat. Like, you know, the, the lines. It was like, uh, uh, yeah, they yeah, definitely. See, and the brim, too, from all the crap, you know, on the inside, it would get really dirty and dark. Yeah. So, um, well, first of all, here in Oregon, we don't get as much um, sweat lines, those white dried lines. I don't know why. Because it's um, more, it's drier here, I think, because it, so it dries quickly. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, or some, or I don't know. I don't know. So, so I don't get as much of that. But then sometimes I would look at it and I just sort of thought, well, that's a bummer. <laughs> I don't sure. know why it didn't occur to me to wash it. Wash it. I, the I only, guess, th- the only thing that you, that can happen to hats, especially if you wash them too much, is they lose their shape. They lose their shape. That's why yeah. I was going to say that that I was afraid that if I washed it once, it would lose its shape. Um, well, you know, there's whole, um, you know, the frat boys uh, can probably tell you, but there's whole like YouTube videos, maybe Daphne's watched them, on how to like wash a baseball hat in the dishwasher, you know, to not lose oh. the the flexible, you know, they have their brim shaped just like it is. It's mostly for like cotton baseball hats, you know, yeah, that you yeah. wear like all the time and, you know, you they work the brim like they work like the inside of like a baseball mitt, yeah, you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, so, okay, so, you know, do as I say, not as I do, because I do rarely wash my accessories and I, I will admit admit that I oftentimes wear the same running capris or bras um, two runs in a row. So um, so I can offer a couple tips, though. Definitely use a sport detergent like Win or Defunkify. You can add OxyClean to something if it has a particularly nasty stain. You know, if you got a lot of mud from trail running or, I don't know, you know, you get some grass on it for whatever reason. And then... You know, I always hang my workout wear, never put it in the dryer, and it irks me like nobody's business when Jack misses something when he's transferring stuff from the laundry to the dryer. And he, you know, so there goes my sports bra and it's come, you know, I pull it out of the dryer. I'm like, no! I know, I know. It it tends to be, though, that the, that it doesn't, um, Sometimes I feel like the anger or anxiety over something in the dryer is not worth it as much. I mean, yes, you could, I mean, yes, putting a wool sweater in the dryer is going to have some, you know, you're going to see that impact. But, you know, there's definitely been times where, you know, something is snuck by on me or, or Grant or something. And uh, I'm like, oh, dang, especially I mean, I am I am like just fastidious about 
you know, a, a cotton shirt. If you know, I, I don't want anything to shrink because then well, it doesn't necessarily fit me anymore, right? Yes, right. You know, it's, so it's long arms, uh, it's yes. long <laughs> arms, long torso. So, um, but but sometimes I feel. I mean, there definitely have been issues where I'm like, okay, this is a lot smaller. And then there are other times, especially with like a sports bra on the dryer. Once, like mm-hmm. not every time, but it's you know, like it's gonna mm-hmm. be okay. It's gonna be okay. It's gonna be okay, yeah. Sarah. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Dimity and I love athletic apparel that's fun and more importantly, functional, which is why we're head over heels about Corsa, because all their pieces we've tried check both boxes. Corsa is a collection sold exclusively by Roadrunner Sports. Last fall, I got to share Corsa apparel with women in an outdoor photo session. Women of various shapes, sizes, and paces got to run, stretch, and model in the cute, functional tops and bottoms. They were gaga about the fabrics, the designs, and the fit. The pieces flattered every gal at the shoot. And just minutes ago, after recording this episode, I saw that Corsa introduced its spring 2020 apparel. Woo woo! I know, winter still has some of you in its clutches, but I can attest from here in Portland, spring is coming, spring is coming. The Corsa Tempo Sleeveless is my new favorite warm weather running top. The lightweight yet still opaque fabric is delightfully soft and it provides a very flattering drape. Translation, no clinging around my middle. It has a slight drop tail and the arms and back are cut so it covers any bra straps. The Tempo Sleeveless comes in a rainbow of color choices. You need to experience Corsa for yourself and we have an amazing exclusive offer for our community. Shop the entire Corsa collection at roadrunnersports.com AMR to get 20% VIP reward cash to spend on your first Corsa apparel purchase, plus a free 90-day trial in the Roadrunner Sports VIP program. Whew! It's a lot to digest, so let me boil it down for you. Go to roadrunnersports.com AMR and you get $20 off your first Corsa purchase. Plus, with the VIP program, you automatically get free shipping. Don't delay. Right after listening to this episode, scoot over to roadrunnersports.com AMR to save $20 on your first Corsa apparel purchase. roadrunnersports.com AMR. So we got Kristen with a sore back now. Is that right? Yes, yes, yes. Hi, my name is Kristen, and I am calling from California. And um, my question is, um, I am a teacher, and we're full-time distance learning right now. And so I have been doing a lot of sitting in front of a computer screen way more than I normally do. And I just have been noticing um, my back on my runs and after my runs, my lower back is really becoming an issue, and um, it wasn't before. So um, in addition to, like, strengthening my core, I was just wondering if there were stretches or maybe other specific um, exercises that you guys would recommend to kind of help out uh, and or relieve um, some of this back pain that I'm having. So um, thanks. Love the podcast um, and many happy miles. Okay, Dim, alas, this is a topic I felt both of us could oh, relate geez. to to varying degrees. Um, yes. You know, mine's kind of intermittent, um, although I've had some acute flare-ups over the decades. Um, but Yeah, you- mine's intermittent too. I mean, it's mm. definitely... Um, comes and goes. I mean, I, you know, I definitely have issues with my lower back and I get them a lot on the bike actually um, with, you know, especially if you're like pushing bigger gears and Mm. climbing a lot, um, it tends to kind of freeze up your lower back. So yeah. So I I know what you're talking. I think we both know what you're talking about. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 Okay. So Kristen, you're ahead of the game already because you know that strengthening your core will help take some of that stress off your back and core 
um, means the entire dim. You could probably express it better than I can, but it's the entire 360 of your middle section from what the top of your glutes to, you know, it's almost the bottom of your glutes. Yeah. I mean, it's your bottom of your glutes kind of up to your belly button. It's kind of your core. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, and stretch. I mean, I can't tell you how much taking a couple minutes out to do some good stretches will make a difference. I mean, I know Sarah, you, you mentioned in these notes that they make a difference for you too. I, um, sometimes, you know, yoga with Adrian, you know who that, that program, it's very, very popular. She had a, uh, a feature in the New York Times Magazine about her. <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, she has a, a, a yoga for lower back program. Um, she oh. has a, a number of them, actually. Uh-huh. Um, so if you have the time to lean into that. Um, and what she says at the beginning, I think is really smart of one of them. She's like, you know, yes, doing this once is going to loosen your back a little bit, but it's a practice, right? Yoga mm-hmm. is a practice. So it's not like, okay, I do it once and all of a sudden I'm better, right? It's It's kind of staying on top of it and consistent. Um, But, you know, stuff like cat and cow and child's pose. And um, one that I really like that I learned recently on on a lower back yoga video was half happy baby. So happy baby is when you, you know, um, lie in your back and you hold, you, you bend both your knees and you pull your, the bottoms of your feet back basically down towards you. So you're kind of lying the way the babies do, right? In a crib. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but you just do one leg at a time because I think sometimes doing two legs can be kind of intense if you're not super flexible. Yep. But just doing one leg at a time and putting the other leg straight down on the floor, um, that felt really good. Um, mm-hmm. Pulling one knee into your chest. Again, that one I'm like, oh, this is like the equivalent of like... I don't know, vanilla ice cream, like what, what, you know, what purpose does it serve? But um, if you let yourself, you know, hold that stretch, just pulling one knee into the, into your chest for, you know, a minute, 90 seconds, and just letting it all relax and release, that Mm -hmm. feels really, really good. Mm -hmm. So uh, yeah, there's lots of things you can do. Yeah. And, and Dim, would you suggest that's something people do when they wake up? Because that's what I've been doing now that um, I've, I'm recommitted to foam rolling. I've mentioned that a couple of times. We've talked about foam rolling a lot on the, the show. And so I now uh, foam roll for a couple of minutes, spend a fair bit of time on my back and then do a few cat cows, a child's pose, do the kind of um, reaching under with one arm straight and kind mm-hmm. of rotating a little bit. So that's before I go running. Yeah. Um, I mean, is that a good time? Should we, be doing it in the evening should you come in from a run and do it should you just do it whenever the heck you can fit it in i mean the, the answer is the latter like mm-hmm. whenever you i mean because she's a teacher right yeah. but mm-hmm. i mean doing it before your run feels good i mean that's a little bit of like a little bit of a dynamic warm-up just a, mm-hmm. a more low-key one as long as you're not like holding a static stretch right mm-hmm. so if you're you know you're doing cat and cow you're reaching under you when you're with you got you know when you're an, on a quadruped on the floor um, even if you're like holding your knee to your chest, you're kind of maybe pulling it in a little bit, pushing it out a little bit, just giving it a little movement, right? Not mm-hmm. a ton. Mm-hmm. I think that's, I mean, if that feels good before a run, totally. If it feels good after a run, great. Um, I mean, I think again, you know, we're not aiming for the Olympic podium here. So the, <laughs> the reality is, is what's going to make you feel good and what can you make work into your schedule, mm-hmm. you know? 
Right, right. I should have written that down, Tim, because that was a mighty good quote. Uh, <laughs> I said that earlier on the Love Run webinar. We're doing a um, a one mon- one mile time trial in Love the Run You're With this weekend, and I'm like, remember, we're not we're not looking at the Olympic podium. We're not, you know, it's okay. <laughs> you're like, that's a good line. I think I'll try to use that. I think I'll use it again. <laughs> well, and full disclosure, the reason why I've got the Olympics on my mind because we have a diversion here. Um, is uh, Amelia and I have been watching the Bud Greenspan um, Olympic documentaries. They're oh. on HBO Max. Um, oh. So basically they're just, uh, you know, 1996 Atlanta, 2006 Torino, mm-hmm. you know, and they go through and highlight like three or four stories. Um, sure. Like the human interest stories and stuff. So we're, we're deep into like Gary Hall Jr. And um, <laughs> <laughs> what are some other things? I mean, it's pretty fun actually because they, they often tell stories of um, – of athletes that you, you know, you wouldn't know very much about. Oh, so. yeah. And overcoming hardship. Oh, and, lots you know, of that. Lots oh, of that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Gosh, he just, I mean, and it, it's like, oh, okay, here comes the tearjerker part. Here it is. This is, go start crying now. now. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. The one we just saw, which I forgot you forget, right? Well, it was 1996. So it was, you know, a, <laughs> a long little time while ago. ago. Yeah. Um, but it was about Jackie Joyner Kersey, and she had to pull out of the heptathlon because she had a hamstring injury. Um, mm-hmm. And she came back five days later and um, took bronze in the long jump on like her sixth jump. So, oh you know, she's, you know, has gold and silver medals and obviously a very decorated athlete. But, you know, it's that last one that mm-hmm. way you really, really have to work for it and have to. You know, that means the most. It was, I, yeah, they're, they're good at producing them. Let's just say that. And, and, and there's lots of good narratives to follow. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. What a nice thing to share with her. Yeah. It is, it is fun. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have got a um, soft commitment from Daphne that she will watch all of Buffy the Vampire Slayer with me. Um, which I did with her older sister, and I had watched it all on my own back when it was original. I realized the two are not the same. Um, yeah, yeah. Banjo's like, Banjo, uh, like, I'll watch with you. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, uh, all right, our final question. This is uh, from Carrie and her 10-year-old son, Paul, who has some potty humor. Hi, Sarah and Dimity. This is Carrie and my son, Paul. Hi. And we are calling from Buford, South Carolina. We're out on a run, and Paul, who's 10, has a very important question for you. What happens if you fart a greasy fart while running? Does it make your legs move better? <laughs> so that's his question. I hope you have some great advice. And maybe, if he's lucky, Sarah will tell a story about what happens when she has to pee when she's on her run. All right, that's your 10-year-old humor for the day. Thanks. Love the show. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Okay. This question was just too fabulous not to play. <laughs> it's pretty. It's a pretty amazing. And I. I mean, I guess we'll explain what a greasy fart is. But I. I have to say, I'm still a little. You know, <laughs> yeah, my naive so. self is, might be a little confused. <laughs> yeah. So okay. So um, I thought that greasy farts was maybe just kid slash teen slang, but no. It's a real thing. Real thing, Tim. <laughs> Mentioned on numerous health websites offering up an explanation on why one might have a greasy fart, um, which I have to say goes by the phrase fart with a surprise in my husband's parlance. Uh (laughs) Very good. Is is it, I mean, are we talking shart here? Is that what we're talking? (laughs) Yes. Okay. Okay. (laughs) 
That's that's what I want. That's what I thought it was, but I just wanted to be clear. So <laughs> I love you. I love you throwing that out because that is such a me type of slang to know, and that you threw it out is just beautiful. Oh, thanks, thanks. Yeah, I do know a couple swear words or a couple sharp words. Um, so if you don't know, uh, if you're still in the dark, basically, it's from chewing gum, smoking, taking an excess air while eating. Um, it's caused it caused by eating foods like beans and broccoli. Basically, you experience a fart that isn't just air escaping. Another little <laughs> pocket of, of present comes out with it. So um, so I think what Paul was getting at, you know, I couldn't I couldn't then ask him for a follow up right then. I did think about texting him, but I didn't. Um, and I think he's implying that if you have some, you know, extra, shall we say, lubrication between your legs, like that little extra deposit would be, that your legs could move faster um, or maybe that it's someone would start running faster to get the poop out of her pants. Paul? I think it would just be get home fast, get oh, home as fast so. as you can. <laughs> I mean, maybe Paul has a different. I mean, I'm thinking when that happens to me, I'm like, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, I need a bathroom right now, right? And that's when you start going into like the random construction bathrooms that have been out there for like three years, and you're like, you know what, it can't get any worse than this. So, um, I do have to say that during the pandemic, I I have. I can't recall going into a porta potty during the pandemic because I'm just like they're already just you know festering with all sorts of you know bacteria and germs and stuff. I'm like and you know slather some COVID on top of that. It just is like it's radioactive. So I haven't done so you know, but I have I have had to crouch behind a tree maybe three or four times in my running career to leave a pile of something there because I was nowhere near a bathroom or a porta potty because. Po- Paul seemingly asked this question because he wanted to hear me talk about going to the bathroom on a run. So I'm not sure. working in a peeing story, but I figured I would um, confess to pooping occasionally on a run. But it's 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 mortifying. But, you know, sometimes you just have to answer the call of nature when it's urgent enough. It is. It is. You just got to gotta get down, hope there's a ditch deep enough and <laughs> find a nice big pile of leaves and do your best. Yeah. 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 Just got to do your best sometimes, Paul, you know, <laughs> and maybe not have Brussels sprouts prior to that long run. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Well, hey, we need some more questions like this because this is fun. <laughs> so um, our call for questions goes like this. Call us at 470-BADASS-1, which is 470-223-2771. Please give us your first name and where you're calling from and keep your message to about 90 seconds or less, please. Yes, yes. So, and we're having a special contest during the month of February where we're encouraging everyone to subscribe to our podcast. And that means that in the app where you get your podcasts, there should, if you're not already subscribed, there should be a little subscribe button. Um, and then you just click on that and then it'll automatically download for you. It'll show up when you need it. You don't have to remember to do it before you head out the door. And then we want you to show that you are subscribed. So whether you have already been a subscriber or you're a new one, doesn't matter. Just take a screenshot that shows you're subscribed and then post that on your Instagram account and tag at the mother runner so that we can know. And then you, and you'll have to do that once during the month of February to be entered the entire month uh, because each week we choose a winner who gets a $50 gift card to the Mother Runner store. So again, you want to tag at the Mother Runner in Instagram. Yep. So keep those questions coming. We're here with uh, some answers. Maybe no shards. Occasional shards. No, no shards. No shards. <laughs> you know what? Yeah. Let's talk about doing laundry. I think you do that right after the shard. <laughs>